What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 141 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. I'd like to take a moment to apologize for farting into the mic uh, during the uh, question answer portion of last week's episode. I I think that's important you, that you uh, address this face on and and just really own it and and apologize to the people that were no doubt very offended. I am very sorry uh, for the hilariousness <laughs> of uh, my guess. It. I mean, well, I do agree. I don't want to live in a world where farts aren't funny. It was not the conduct becoming of a a, a real superstar of disc golf media. And, <laughs> and just... that's why it was on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, but overall, you know, of course, I love you. I, I, I still want to do the show with you. I know we, we had some conversations over the last week as to whether... We would continue on after after the incident. Incidents, I might add. Um, uh, that's not true. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, real quick, if you're into that, I'm just on the, at the top of the show. Uh, Patreon.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. Um, wasn't the first time. <laughs> no. Probably won't be the last. Uh, definitely, definitely not. Um, you're un- welcome. Unfortunately. So I guess I'll just have to put off, uh, you know, professional disc golf podcasting for another week. We'll just do another, another one of these. Oh, <laughs> one of these shows. I'm, I'm huh? sorry, I forgot that you uh, you quit your day job this week. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I oh, know I'm like part owner of this company, but you know what? <laughs> disc golf podcast <laughs> yeah, full time. I'm gonna go in my garage. All this money that I'm, we don't make. Talk about plastic. It's gonna be great. It's gonna work out. Don't worry, honey. Uh, we don't need to have the lights on all the time anyway. We'll just we have glow discs, right? Yeah, we don't need lights. We got glow discs. Uh, we got blankets. We don't need heat in the house. No, everything's fine. We got sexy birds. But what what else we could do. you ask for aside from twenty nineteen sexy birds? Twenty fifteen sexy birds. I, that that would be that'd be cool too. Um, you know, for the first time this year, we didn't call the release. Literally every one of the previous runs, we called it the week before on our show. You can go back and check the tape. It happened. That's true. That, every single time on this show, 100%. Thanks. Thanks, friend of the show, Nate Sexton. Just like the football prognostication shows where they went 11-0 and the previous week, we have successfully predicted the Sexy Bird launch every single time. Right? No? Uh, we have. We have. Um, gosh. All right. I'm going to say it right now. Okay. Calling Thunderbirds will drop sometime in the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> now, that is the kind of... Uh... Boom. Guaranteed. Locked up. If I am wrong, I'm... I don't know. That's why we call... I'll him... drink a buzz ball. That's why we call, <laughs> That's why we call him the Oracle. <laughs> the, that kind of uh, putting himself out there, choosing a very specific time and date for something to happen that is in no way. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm most not, of the disc golf season. I'm not good at uh, at wagers. 
I thought I thought you were gonna start talking about sexy birds since I I you know. Oh, we got right sexy in. birds. Um, yeah. they are firebirds. They are. They're they're glow. Uh, we honestly don't know how they fly yet. We I w- did want to address one thing because on a previous episode of this show, right after the San Francisco Open, we came on and we said on this program, whether it was pre-show or not, that uh, we had been told by some other professionals that the uh, Sexton Firebird was Firebird L, an FL, and that that's why they were more straight. Um, and and that that seemingly from the last few days of of uh, kind of looking into that is not true at all. Yeah. So. Um, don't believe random uh, touring pro that's been around for a long time. But R- random touring pro who may or may not have just won the Masters Wintertime Open. Yes, possibly. That's a probably not him. Definitely him. <laughs> so um, maybe couldn't have been a cooler, nicer dude. By the way, when when someone tells you, do a little research for yourself and don't uh, spout it off on a. You know, um, do you know me, Robin? <laughs> program to be. <laughs> that is my world. <laughs> so if you don't do the research, who's going to do it? <laughs> Not this guy. <laughs> but overall, the, the 2019 feels good. The 2019 Sexy Bird. And it it's, uh, um, I, I mean, it's relatively firm like normal. Not quite as gummy as I'd say. Like the 17s were the, the most kind of gummy, right? Yeah in your in your mind so this is this is closer to to 18 and and like the 16 i would say closer to 16 like stiffness yeah because uh, 18 Agree. was stiff but not as st- like when i think about st- stiff because we don't have a 15 i yeah. can't reference that but the the 16 was was is pretty stiff yeah and uh, we didn't get enough throws with it and it was pretty windy but as as usual a firebird held up well in the wind <laughs> especially so. when it was mostly tailwind yeah it's real. It's a crazy thought. Super stable in a tailwind. Yep. Yep. Like just about everything. Yep. Uh, so we'll get more throws. I'm hoping that you know Sexton dropped his video talking about it and yeah. said it might be the most stable, um, which I would love. Um, and I know at least one of our Slack members will be disappointed uh, with me saying this. I hope it is stable enough, and I'm not thinking it's going to be as stable. As an H1, but I'm hoping it's stable enough for me to take the H1 out of my bag. I, I do want to simplify some. It would be nice to to drop the amount of molds that I carry down. So I'm hoping um, that, it, that it's got enough beef. I mean, I guess I've got a, uh, a pretty flat champ firebird sitting around too that I could put in. But, um, yeah. you know, I like them sexy birds. Yeah. And as usual, stamp. Stamp pretty, swirly glow color plastic, very pretty. So that's that's good. Yeah, no, I mean they're always gorgeous. Um, no, I think the the stamp game is continuing to be great. Um, although he is a friend of the show, I mean possibly best friend of the show. Um, I don't love the the Nate oh, his, Sexton his, MS. His uh, 175 Nate Sexton logo. Yeah, I, I don't love yeah. it, and it's kind of hidden in there, which is fine. Um, but the, the overall artwork is great. I think the artwork is always great, except for 17. Yeah. yeah. S- 17 just... Yeah, I think, I think everyone fan. knows uh, 
It just, you know. Got to be careful, though. He he might release a video and give you a nickname that would stick forever. You know, loose ca- loose cannon, something like that. Did you not see that video? I did not see that video. That just went totally over my head. I have no idea oh, what's happening. God. Oh, I'm sorry. I posted it to Slack and everything. <laughs> why, <laughs> I why? wrote it on the paper. Car ramrod. <laughs> Car ramrod. <laughs> I wrote it on the paper. Why did she say it? <laughs> All right. You're gonna we're gonna watch this after the show and you're gonna that or we're gonna pause the show and you're gonna have to I think to we're watch. gonna pause it. We're gonna we will be we will legit be right back because I feel like I need to know what's happening. You do. Just Give pause us just it. one second. We'll be right back. And we're back. Okay, I told I, I did watch that video. I didn't realize what you were talking about. Um Clearly you watched it either on mute or or No, I watched it like literally uh earlier today. I'm just gonna whatever <laughs> give a boring story. I needed to move my old car and the battery was dead. So I came and got jumper cables and it took a good like 40 minutes of my wife's car running with it to give enough juice for me to start the car. Time to get a new battery, my friend. Well, I mean, that car is basically dead. I just need to. Anyways, uh, and I watch it like in my car with like an engine running. So on my phone, no headphones. So I was just it like, a, like piece. a lawnmower engine or like a like a weed eater or what? No, I got like a cool uh, Japanese exhaust on my car. <laughs> like, no, I just, I just missed that part. The loose cannon, um, funny, funny, but uh, I think it gave us the comedy gold of car ramrod. So <laughs> I'm happy I didn't pay enough attention. Uh, but, was... but anyways, so what we're referencing? <laughs> Nate Sexton is not listening to this, by the way. So <laughs> I think okay. I think I'm all right. What we're referencing was a uh, an introduction to the Las Vegas Challenge video that was put out by Jomez that uh, has some pretty pretty hilarious moments between uh, Big Germ, Nate Sexton, and AJ Reasley. So he's uh, it was it's good stuff. I, yeah, I like the AJ, AJ did a good job. He did. He, I feel like he was the yeah. the best out of the bunch. To be and, honest, uh, Nate Sexton has that that uh, Paul Macbeth walking at the camera uh, down way better than Paul Macbeth does. He does. There's still room for improvement, but yeah. it was it was lovely. I I think that the the awkwardness we saw was somewhat intentional. Like I I think that he purposely made it like that because it's funnier. Hmm. I don't think so. No, he definitely did. I no, I think he definitely was like, wait, what am I? Supposed- oh, this is what I say next. No, no, he was, he was, he was. It definitely is not funny. I don't see how that's funnier. Because the whole video is about awkward, awkward comments and and things like that. It's funny. That's he did that on purpose. He for sure. Because uh, <laughs> the Nate Sexton I know could walk. That's that- exactly the exact thing. His problem's like he would never do that. No, Nate, the Nate Sexton I know could could do that perfectly every time, no matter what. There's just there's you can't convince me of anything else. Anytime Nate Sexton, he, he would never actually be awkward on camera. He just wants you to think that so that it'll be funnier that way. Everyone knows anytime Nate Sexton has lost a tournament, he's done it on purpose. Exactly. Exactly. He's like, you know what, Paul? I feel like you needed a win. Yeah. You needed he, something to go right in your life. Yeah, uh, he was looking around. You know, your wife is homely. Uh, <laughs> you know, you're not getting the contracts you'd like. Uh, sponsors don't really care about you that much. Um, I feel like you you need a win somewhere. He does. He does. Let me help you out. Let me help you. <laughs> I'll take a step back. Don't worry. It won't look like I'm just giving it up. <laughs> it's fine. 
I'll make it very competitive. And, and that's exactly what was happening. He's looking around. He sees Big Germ. He sees AJ. He's like, they, you know, these guys, I'm, I'm the upper echelon right now. And these guys, they need a, they need to star in a video too and, and really kill it. So I'm just going to pretend to be a little awkward in this walk up so that they can really shine in the second half of this video. My favorite part is talking about the look in AJ's eyes as he's wearing dark sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, they, they wrote a script and did not plan on that. <laughs> oh, sorry. Nate planned it that way. Yes. He knew that's yes. what was going to happen. Let's not, let's not um, miss our talking points here. He, he, uh, he produced the video as well. I know Jomez filmed and everything, but it all written, directed, uh-huh. Nate Sexton. The Tomez um, idea was just off the top of his head. I, was, I didn't like that. <laughs> Come on. I was. I just, I just like don't like feet. Well, like, in that period, case, like, Nate mm. also knew that that was going to be a semi-stupid idea, but he he played it off as a good joke. So he he told Jomez, "I don't think Tomez is a great idea, <laughs> but I'm going to do it just for you." I'm so excited when we go to picks later, and Robin's <laughs> like, "Well, Nate's going to get first through fourth place. Um, it just depends on where he wants to be. It just depends on where Nate thinks." He should place and and the feelings <laughs> of his win? fellow competitors. Who needs a win? Yeah, it's like so. You know, I've, I've worked with kids forever, and uh, back in the day when I like ran programs and I was in there, um, if we were like playing dodgeball or basketball or whatever, I would stay off to the side and not play. But if if there was like a lopsided victory happening, like I would jump in on the other team and like even things out. That's Nate Sexton in disc golf. Yeah, he's like. Oh, this guy's running away with it. Uh, or you know what? I don't think this guy needs to get first place. Let me step up in here and <laughs> and take that away. Um, I don't think this guy should finish top four. You know what? I feel like it today. Let me let me get after it. He's a he's a, a powerful, powerful, charitable man. It's uh, it's good to watch. Though, and Nate, we I trust. should say, definitely, he definitely has that dad face now. Like he's got got a little crow's feet in the eyes. You can tell he didn't sleep as much. He's 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 joining our ranks. He's at least like twenty eight years old. Yeah, maybe maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't know. But uh, yeah, he's 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 joining our ranks of of tired dadness. Yeah, but not, well, no, he will never join our ranks as tired dadness. He's doing it on purpose because he wants us. To <laughs> he <feel> wants <laughs> us to feel better. He, you know what? I. <laughs> This time next year, Nate Sexton will be an alcoholic <laughs> just to make us feel better. I want those guys at the Disc Golf Podcast to, to feel welcomed They're, in the you're, community. You're not alone, guys. <laughs> you're not alone. I'm a boozer now, too. <laughs> and, oh, and the alcoholic version of Nate Sexton is like, I drank a beer last week. <laughs> Watch out, everybody. <laughs> All right. We've got a great show for you guys tonight. We are going to talk about the Discmania Evolution and uh, Active brands that were dropped because that happened um, right after our last episode, which was a a, uh, kind of AMA-style episode. So we're going to touch on that briefly. We also are going to hit the Wintertime Open and talk about the results of that tournament, kind of the first disc golf tournament of the year. And then we're going to do our picks and preview the Las Vegas Challenge, which is already in progress, but but Joe and I locked in our picks uh, with each other earlier today so last uh, night and uh, yeah that's right well yeah. i didn't send mine till this morning okay well i sent mine last night because i i but no um, one to get ahead of it i'm a real nate sex and i went to bed early and don't worry i uh i put my picks in already for skip ace you did i did not 
No, do, do you, we I'm, have not a skip doing, ace? I'm not doing skip ace. Oh, Come okay. On. <laughs> I was like, what, where are we going? Here? No disrespect to skip ace uh, at all. I just know I'm not going to remember, and I'm not going to pretend that I am. And then we'll do our world famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have from Arbor Brewing Company Batch 1500 New England style India Pale Ale, which is 8.75%. It was sent to us, it literally arrived on my doorstep earlier today from Michael Morris. And uh, it was sent in a crowler with an expiration date written on it that is like six days from now. So, um, we uh, we kind of we're obligated. We have it's the to, right thing to do. We have to drink this right yep. now, and yep. um, we are going to pair that with the nitro by NVPE Disc Sports, sent to us by Julian. Sent to us by Julian. So uh, nice high speed over stable distance driver. That, yeah, that we'll we'll cover. So yeah, I wanted to hit the disc mania announcement. It's now like semi old news, which I think is good. Right, because right. my initial reaction is different than my my feeling about it now. Um, my initial reaction was, why did they hype this so much to announce a manufacturing deal um, for the company when they were putting out these videos? Like, oh my god, like Eagle and 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 Simon doing like, oh, how have I not heard of this? Like cliffhanger videos, yeah. And then you know, like the new wave is coming, and then they they announced it. So at the time, I was underwhelmed by by it all yeah but i feel like it was kind of cloudy too like i think they just yeah kind of threw it all out at us yeah as as the week has gone on uh since then i i have gotten way more excited about it just in a couple different things the the talk of eagle and the instinct right where, where he calls the instinct the the best the closest thing to the second run fd that they've ever put out um that's that's uh that's sexy talk right there yeah that's i and, yeah i i'm excited to find out because we were told the same thing about the retooled fd2 yeah that's true and and then the other thing is that they're part of their goal is to hit price points that we've we've not seen before they claim and that's through the active line which will be manufactured by yakun so they're saying that they're going to cut disc cost and and possibly, um, you know, right. And get, then, as we all know, the Evolution line is is made by Gateway because yeah. they made uh, Evolution plastic a long time ago. Of course, everything is made by Gateway. They they own all. It's true. All the copyrights. So <laughs> to, to everything. It's it's it's, it's, it's lat, lat it's sixty four. Their thing. But uh, so basically, the the announcement was from Dismania. They're going to have their original line, which is what's now manufactured by Innova. No change there. They are introducing two new lines, one manufactured by Latitude 64, which is the uh, Evolution line, and then they have the Active line, which is going to be manufactured by a Chinese disc company, Yakun. So, Which, th- there was a lot of, like in our Slack group, there was a lot of talk about Yakun and like, what, this Chinese company, blah, blah. I got like a three-pack set from my parents like three Christmas ago, um, quality plastic yeah like legit quality plastic and the driver i don't remember what it's called but there's a distance driver there that's really not a bad disc it's just um you know a kind of a strange deal yeah so it, i'll be interested to see we did order because we we've done uh dismania custom orders in the past we're on the dealer site so we we did order some instincts uh, through the through the dealer site 
so I'll be excited to check that one out when it comes, and and certainly Eagle uh, talking it up is is exciting. I also might get it and be like, oh, this is probably great for Eagle because it's really overstable. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you, and you see Simon throwing them, um, and uh, I can't throw like Simon, so we're gonna find out. You know, Simon can turn over a second run FD. I cannot. Yes, exactly. So we'll see. But it it uh it certainly is very interesting and and what we talked about this a little bit on our our car show you did for Patreon. Um but we're hoping that this doesn't overall reduce the production of the original line. Or if everything will be reduced just because they're you know, yeah, splitting it three ways now. Three ways. So we're hoping that that the production of current discs that we kind of because we've talked about in the past, we get annoyed with with Discmania because they take forever to release uh, a D line FD, for instance, or um, or like a Swirly S line comes out once and then disappears. Forever. Yeah, it just seems like there's this unnecessary shortage of of certain molds that are extremely popular, and it seems like there'd be no reason to have a shortage of them. And now if they're introducing introducing two new brands and I just hope that we don't end up, you know, getting spread thin and not getting all the discs we actually want because all of these other ones are being produced that we don't know anything about. Right. So. Yeah. That, well, originally, my hope, like I didn't realize the full scale of it until later. My hope was like, oh, they're going to I'm going to be able to get an FD in Opto. Like, yeah. That would be that's, that's not rad. A thing, or like more more FDs are going to be made because we made like all over the place. But nope, each one is kind of being housed at its own place. Each line, I guess. Yeah, they each they're going to be their own brand more or less. Uh, that that are going to have kind of that. I think you brought up uh, maybe even in the car like the MVP uh, Axiom Streamline. Yeah, it's all under one roof, but. Yeah. It's three. Well, I guess at least they're they're totally different, uh, you know, manufacturing and and plastics. Right, so right. there is that that the you know, MVP and Axiom and Streamline, they're all manufactured in the same place using right. the same plastics more or less. It's just the molds are different and 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 whatnot. So and the, and the colors and the colors the colors are very different. But uh, these are at least being done in totally different places, and it's it's a strategic move for them to try to i would assume the point of partnering with the chinese manufacturing is that they plan to expand um a disc golf market into asia uh and obviously latitude 64 being you know the, the biggest manufacturer in europe that makes sense for them to be able to have production of their discs a brand that has a huge european presence because of simon lazat and have also you know manufacturing centered there ready to market that evolution brand to to that market. So I'm from a strategic standpoint, it makes a lot of sense business wise to to not have to ship the discs of like the most popular European player from Southern no, California no, totally. to, well, now to co- Finland. Yeah. Instead yeah. they're just made in Finland now. No, and I think it's cool and, and it's exciting. Um I still it's still not bigger news than than Paul to Discraft. No, definitely not. Like they definitely hyped it yeah. to to seem like there's going to be some like in my mind it was a player movement. Yeah. Even though everyone's kind of already in their place at this point, um but that's in my mind that's what was going to happen um 
or it being like, we found uh, 200 second run FDs that we totally forgot about. <laughs> Here they go. We're going to put them on eBay for $900 each. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I, overall, we'll see what happens. We just are hoping that it doesn't end up being meaning less Discmania discs that we already have trouble finding. Yeah. So, so cool. Good. Yeah. Neato. Super duper. All right. Uh, Wintertime Open. So uh, this was the first tournament of the year down in Oak Grove. And, uh, it, you know, classically, just the first one. Typically, we we see at least Paul McBeth out there, or every time we see Paul McBeth yeah. out there. And a lot of the, the California players, we had Eagle out there this time. No Ricky or anything like that. No. But um, it was it was a lot of fun to, to have the, the Central Coast Disc Golf coverage pop up and, and be able to watch brand new disc golf that you know wasn't six months ago or whatever and and put in his backlog but it was it was it was a lot of fun to watch it totally was it totally was um eagle did a great job eagle has moved into a new tier he he looks and sounds much healthier than he ever has um and he he did a great job commentating um i i i enjoyed I enjoyed him and Ian together. I think that worked I did. out really well. I uh, one of my favorite things was that that Eagle was very unafraid to discuss other brands' discs and right. and display knowledge of them and just wasn't um you know didn't seem phased by by the idea. And I feel like some other commentators they just you know they might be like, oh yeah, I don't know what kind of disc that is, or oh I don't know anything about that disc if it's mentioned, but. And I'll, and I'll tell you right now, that is, and we've brought it up before, like, my favorite thing in coverage is knowing what people are throwing. Yeah. Like, I love that. And I'm the guy, and, and maybe at your local course you don't like the version of me, but I am totally the dude who's like, what did you just throw right there? Yeah. Or what's that in your hand? Or what did you throw on that one? Like, I want to know I've what never, everyone's throwing all over the place. I've never been annoyed by someone asking me what I threw. To, to me, that's like a great compliment. Because no, like I want people to be like, look at this. Like yeah. I just threw, that was a mayhem. See yeah. what that did? Yeah, yeah. totally. So I, I think that's a huge compliment when people ask you what you threw because it means they recognized your shot and they liked what it was and maybe curious what what the disc is. No one ever is going to ask you what you threw if you shank it over the fence. They're Unless be- it's like a really cool, like, <laughs> you Heiser flip something and it turned over incredibly crazy and is gone forever. Yeah, why did you throw that is different than what did you throw, Joe? That's a- Well, you know, sometimes you want to know, like, wow, what disc is that flippy? <laughs> well, How- it's a beat-up lucid trespass. <laughs> so, uh, but overall, next day videos ish i think one I mean, of them they were next day they were next yeah. day. they weren't first thing in the morning but you can't expect that i mean although uh, like the, to 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 my sadness like even people in our slack group were like hounding him and i'm like he's gonna get them out as soon as he can he's not like sitting on his laurels being like i'll make them wait for this <laughs> i i don't know that that annoyed me to, to be honest, a little bit. And, like, on Facebook, th- it was fun. You're not on Facebook, but um, mm-hmm. Ian had said something about, like, being there and excited to do it. And uh, Joma's actually commented, like... Oh, I saw uh, that. Like, Somebody screenshotted yeah, that yeah, and put yeah. it somewhere else. So are the videos up yet? Or, like... <laughs> yeah. And that, that, was, that was funny, because I'm sure they, they both know that life very well. The biggest takeaway from this tournament, not takeaway, but kind of the biggest news 
uh, from this tournament was that on two separate occasions on the lead card, there was spectator interference that affected a round, that, that caused a disc to, in one case, return to inbounds when it was going to be out of bounds by like 60, 70 feet. And then a another case where a disc was prevented from returning inbounds by a spectator on a, on a kind of unexpected right, shot. Right. Well, that's big news. I think bigger news is uh, when is the last time in the one, two, three spot outside of Michigan or the Great Lakes area that you saw three Discraft players? Uh, that that is also true. And um, Adam Hannis and Austin Hannum. Could we get two more difficult? I mean, they they both start with A. They're H's, and it's crazy. It I. I'm I'm gonna, there, there, if I make it through this an, episode, there will definitely be an Austin Hammonds and Adam Hannum yeah, happen like I, at some point. That's gonna happen probably multiple times in this episode. Like who on Austin? Uh, uh, well, and if Austin if if, uh, <laughs> if, if Austin <laughs> Hannum marries Cat, like he'll become Austin Allen, and that's crazy. <laughs> that's a joke. All right, but uh, it ended up coming down to the final hole. And uh, Austin Hannum on on his approach uh, had his shot was prevented from making inbounds by a spectator. It was fading in and kind of bounced off someone and stayed OB, and it it forced him to to. to and it's rough, but I feel like he had a crazy wide line, wider than anyone would have expected. Yeah, I want to say there was maybe a little grip lock, something there, but still there could have been. Um, it it looked like it bummer. was going to be safe for sure. Yeah, yeah, it was going to get back in, but I, I definitely like. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say that spectators were like standing in a place that was obviously going to be in the the path of the. So I should take disc. down the like Steve Bartman doxing campaign that I've that I tried to put up. That's not not nice. No, it's not nice. All right, fine. Um, but I feel for the dude. Like that. Yeah. That's a rough a rough way. Um, granted. He had a, a rough like five or six yeah. holes rolling into that because he, he had at one point in the final round I think he had a six stroke lead. Yeah. Lead. So yeah, he had he had a rough kind of stretch down the end and and ended up going from you know a chance at winning to ended up being tied with Paul McBeth in second place, which didn't seem like that was going to be possible as well. But uh, you know, end up that Adam Hamas got his his first win. Yeah. Well, and they all just they just had crushes. That was, I think my favorite part of Eagle uh Eagle commentary was watching Austin throw and him being like, I've played with him before, like I don't remember him being able to throw that far. That's like that's a cool compliment for Eagle to be like, Oh wow, you throw a lot further than I thought. You throw like I did when I was fifteen. Yeah, the solid play the whole time. So let's see. In terms of other A tiers, in 2018, the A tiers that he won, he won the Rumble presented by Discraft. So there's another one. And then let's see, A tiers that he finished one. And then the Silver Cup uh, presented by DGA at Roland Ridge. So yeah, he had two A tier wins last year. Yeah. And uh, he's already got his, uh, his, his first of the year, his which first is real of the nice. Year. So that's great. Um, but no, they they all played well. Eagle had a big push at the end. Um, I think he's all. I mean, the weather was rough, but I, I it seems like he's pretty all in on the uh, the DD three, which I'll be buying when it drops in Surly S Line. Um, There's one coming. I ordered one. 
Oh, I thought it wasn't out yet. CD3 is coming. Oh, that's not right. The DD3. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I but I'm also excited up. to check out the CD3. Also, this is the first time in a while that we've had the PDGA site up on our on our screen in front of us. And uh, Greg Barsby's uh, championship winning picture still... Amazing? Yeah. Glorious? Very glorious. He's He looks ecstatic. Very excited. So, so does Paige. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean... No, Greg. But I mean, Greg looks... Very excited. Oh yeah, very like, excited. Like so. never mind. Yes, but uh, the, and then the first OB in the wintertime open was off a dude in, in who was sitting on his scooter. Yeah, just hanging out there. And that was a, that was a yeah. beautiful hit though. That was a save. Keep it was it inbounds. It's good to see the elderly get involved in disc golf <laughs> like that. Yeah, he's into it. Um, it was great coverage. Uh, each card was fantastic. Um, I. Ian is doing it right. He put a extra camera on Paul. He knows what the people want. Super smart. That's where I was going next. On, oh, sorry. No, no, it's it's fine. It's just like you read my mind because yeah. like how many times have we called for this like when when we miss these historic rounds from Paul McBeth where he's on the chase card and he's just got that chip on his shoulder and he has an amazing round and just kills it and we don't have any footage of it or it's cell phone video or whatever. And so uh, devoting the camera to his round so that, you know, it wasn't an incredible round. He missed a lot of putts, but nonetheless, yeah, it was, he, did. he missed a lot of, he putts. missed a lot of like day one. I don't a, feel like he missed a lot of putts. I feel like he had a lot more spit outs than he usually on average, more of those will fall in than fell fall out which the opposite happened in round one round two were just straight misses yeah and a lot of tie obs yep a ton of them they were yes exactly <laughs> if you know what that is uh watch uh the uh the uh tyler and ian samui swine uh final nine yeah and and you'll understand what yes. a tie ob is always good are you ready to, to move on to las vegas challenge and and we can do our picks and and whatnot, even though it has already started, and by the time this pod released, the, the second round will actually be in progress, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm good with that. So, uh, Las Vegas Challenge is uh, surprisingly in Las Vegas. Did yep. you? Las Vegas, you Arkansas. Yep. Yeah. And uh, it, it snowed, for one. Did you see pictures I of, did. of snow I in did. Vegas? So, it, it's been cold. And yet we still see pictures of, of uh, that brown golf co- golf course grass that's out there. Totally. So, but uh, it's been, as usual, in past years, windy. And it, this has been no exception, the videos we saw, saw from the beginning. So pretty cold, pretty windy, wide open golf course. And it, the website they actually updated this year, I was pretty stoked to see. They've got great little maps on there of each of the holes. So that should be all kinds oh, of good. good. And like we talked about before, we've got Jomez and uh, Central Coast Disc Golf that'll have footage for us. So that should be freaking fantastic. And although Ian, I saw a message uh, earlier today, I think maybe on Facebook that his flight got canceled twice. So he is now driving to Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sucks. Wow. Fuck that. Yeah, that's super dumb. No, that's no good. But, uh, Joe, we, we sent each other our picks this morning before these rounds started, so we it won't uh, have any effect on that. But I think, why don't you start us off? 
you can go. With we're your, going. We're going to go four up to one. Yeah, right? four fourth place to to for MPO down to down to first place. I have to look real quick because I feel like my fourth place person. I don't know if he's playing. Uh oh. I just thought about that right now. Let me look at your at your. Oh yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, he had a fine day. So in fourth, I have uh, the long hair wonder James Conrad. Yeah. And I think that's a great pick. He 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 should do well. Now, granted, we've seen the the first the first round, or we haven't seen it, but we we were watching UDisc live, which is fantastic, and and always a lot of fun to see the stats roll in. So, we very much encourage people to to check that out while you're while you're watching if you need your disc golf fix. Yeah. So uh, I am going to take KJ USA as as my another great pick fourth place player. So. I want him to be on a lead card because I just want to watch him throw. I want to watch him throw new plastic. Yeah, um, and a little bit of a, a risk because yeah, I don't know how well he's you know acclimated to his new prodigy bag, but uh, it's it fits his skill set, and I, you know, I just got to take a flyer there. It's a good flyer. To take. I I think knowing what we've each picked next, it's going to get real boring right now. So, and right. we're I think we're all different. Which is good. Uh, in different uh, order. In different order. Yes, yeah. different order, but all the same. Go ahead. Give me your, your third place. I believe. Oh, yeah. I was just making sure. Uh, yeah, I have Eagle in third place. Ooh. All right. And um, I have put Simon in third place. Great, great pick. Uh, yeah. They're not the same person. But, no. they're Well, they're definitely not the same person, Joe. Um, I have Simon in second place. I have Paul Macbeth. In second place, I have Paul Macbeth in first place. <laughs> <laughs> just reorder these people, and I'm picking Eagle to win. Yeah, because I, I just think that's going to happen. It's cold. He uh, he can throw far, and uh, I'm hoping that his his early season heroics will also kind of carry over, and and he'll have a nice hot start to to this 2019 season as well. Yeah, so I mean, I think really those any of those three, no problem. And there's a ton of people that uh, set up well for this course, so I don't think there's. I mean, I guess there's possibly. I don't see a world where one of those three aren't in the top four, at very least. Yeah. Um, but I it's super possible, and I would not be blown away. At all, if there was someone outside of them that oh, took it yeah, all, absolutely. And and part of this is trying to figure out who that person is. So that that would be uh, that would be good. Do you want to do? We didn't send in our FPO picks, so would that be disingenuous for us to then? Um, do I think them we can. Here? I mean, I know where it's at, and I'll tell you where I would have put it. I probably would have gone right with. Um, ooh, no, I don't know. I would have for sure chosen Page to win. And I would have gone Katrina Allen in second, and um, and then in in a, a third place. I don't know. I I just didn't feel like I don't feel like this was a a hokum course. But look at SFO. Yeah, and then, right because we then said the same thing. It's and... it's so strange to be kind of already dog and beer kiss, even though she's the the world champion. Oh, I was going to ask which page because you didn't say. <laughs> that's that's true. We have to we have to go back to our at the end of the year when we decided to be PP and PB and uh, or what did we decide? 
I don't know. There was a lot of pee pee. I feel there. like I feel like Bierkus is the champ, so she gets to be Paige this year. Okay. So it's like Paige and pee pee. Oh, so we'll just call. Okay. Yeah, I think that works. I feel like if you're the main one, you get to keep your name, and then the other you're ones you're the like, world champ. Like for instance, uh, my wife's name is Katie, and my sister-in-law's name is also Katie. So my wife gets to remain Katie, and my sister-in-law is K two. Well, I mean that's kind of abusive, nope, but yeah, that's that's I mean, it's the fine. world. That's uh that's the family all understands that her name is K two. It would be. I mean, could you at least start letting her make eye contact with visitors? Or? Of course, she make eye contact. Oh yeah, okay. I mean, don't yeah. speak. <laughs> I mean, we're not heathens. I mean, I'm not. I, <laughs> like, I wouldn't suggest something right, like right, that. Right. Um, we're too far already. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um. I mean that's probably I, yeah. Bierkus is the one where I was like, well, I would have, I would have just went. I, I honestly, kind think of, I probably would have gone to Hokum Allen Pierce, but, yep. but I think Bierkus is worth. That's what I would have said, and I'm gonna stick with it. Really, and I, I wouldn't think, have. I know, I know, I wouldn't have because I, I didn't really because I did picks for the, uh, the U disc, uh, pick six thing, and I didn't. It didn't even cross my mind when I was doing it, and I definitely picked multiple other FBO players. For, no, for, no, I'm saying I would have left so. Bierkus off. Oh, yeah, me too. Sorry. Be- because my head's not there, and I think probably next tournament, probably regardless of the finish, um, she's back on the radar. I, totally. Like, I didn't even... Yeah. It's been, I mean, muscle memory, I guess, getting back to it, and it being like, which order of, of Paige, Pierce, Katrina, Allen, and Hokum uh, are we going to pick this week? Yeah. So it's cool that there's, there's more, and I will say, talking back to... Um, Wintertime Open and hopefully Vegas, and we'll see uh, Hannah Macbeth has made really big strides. I I, I feel like um, she is someone to watch, and I'm not putting her in that top tier, that top echelon, but mm-hmm. um, she certainly you can seems- tell like she's, she's in and she's really pushing to uh, want to be really good um and, and i think i think she's gonna get there i i think so too it, it she's certainly like you said very determined and and is practicing and hard work is half more than half the battle with a lot of these things so very willing to do that so so we just need to marry uh top tier um disc golfers that can pay for us to go play all the time yes uh if you are a top tier disc golfer that is looking for a husband a um yeah just uh give us a call hit us up disc golf podcast gmail.com send us an email and uh we'll we'll see what we can do (laughs) if you are a sexy lady (laughs) with lots of money (laughs) what does it say (laughs) say dab it oh no that's the putt (laughs) <laughs> sorry we're all into putt stuff here on the, on the disc golf yep. pods, uh, podcast uh anyways it's gonna be a fun i enjoy the coverage i know it's a big open golf course but there's there's weird technical holes to the triple island weird thing not into that hole every year i hope that hole goes away and then it just comes back like oh cool they can either run this super fast green and uh, go OB, or they can throw a 175-foot layup and then another 175-foot layup and be parked, and they're all going to take the same score. So, yay. 
I mean, there's definitely some blowups on that hole for people that go oh, totally. over your rolls away. But, but yeah, I mean, if they were actual islands, like there was bridges going to each one and there was water all the way around, I'd probably change my tune. It would no, still think suck. About, think about how that backup at that hole. Ugh. Oh, yeah, that would be that'd be rough. That'd be that'd be. But I would not it would be, be entertaining that. for me to watch because then you know, like maybe there's some alligators or. Oh, screw that! No, I don't want to. Rhinoceri, yeah. rhinoceri in Vegas. Yeah, because you know, it, the Vegas it's kind of deserty. Feel like I mean, it is a desert I, for sure. I, it I is guarantee a desert. you, there's a rhinoceros in Vegas. Oh yeah, I mean, if you want it, never mind. It's called the spearmint rhino. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, we'll we'll see where it all goes. Um, those are our picks, and right now, uh, some of them look great, some of them don't look fantastic. Yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out. It's day one, um, and I'm not going to say who it is or anything, but the dude in first place right now, uh, this would be f- huge and fantastic. Should he be able to continue what he's doing? Could, could be a coming out party, but. Uh do you want to talk? Did you do picks for the the U disc one as well? No. Oh, okay. So they had a kind I of thought cool, about it, but then I didn't. They had a cool system. So instead of of uh you know getting points for for place, it, it, you they want you to get the lowest score possible, and so first place would be zero, and then however many strokes back you are from first place, that's how many points you get, and the goal is to be as low as possible, and you just pick six players, male like or, disc golf, male or female. So you can pick either. So, like the the top finisher in FPO nets you the same, you know, weight as the top like finisher that. in in MPO. So you know, ideally, to have the best score, you would want the top three finishers on each side, because that would be the best possible score if you got first, second, third, first, second, third in MPO and FPO. Not necessarily, not necessarily, because that's true. I feel like there's a oh, lot. Yeah. There's a there's a there's can be big swings like there are that times, were tied for and there's time well there's also times that uh you know like last year at the start of the year that Paige pierce was winning tournaments by like 11 no, strokes that's true yeah you yeah. know so it's like you have number one and number two and that's 11 yeah and the same thing happens there are tournaments that paul or rick or simon have run away run with. away and so second place would be bad yeah so it's all yeah so it's uh no totally it can get all over the place but i i, I do think right now um, so I guess the best possible score would be to pick the first place finisher and then have the next five be tied for second place. Right. One stroke behind. Right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. Like if it was wintertime open, it would have been like uh, Paul, Austin, Adam. Yep. Um, actually, it probably would have been if you the full male run might have been the best. Probably. Yeah. So th- there's no there's. Yeah. You, you'll have to. It'll be anyways. It, it, no, it's gonna it's, be interesting I think that's to see a how, fun. That's a fun. It's a fun twist. It's t- it's yeah. fun to see something new, and it'll be cool to see how strategy develops with yeah. that too. I like that there's no uh, budget, and that where they place actually well, how well it's different. It's not necessarily where they place, it's even just how they place. It's how they place relative to every. So if you'd done the fir- the top four uh, MPO players, uh, Hamas, Paul McBeth, Hannum, and Eagle. Those guys were all within three strokes of each other um, on, on that one. So that would have been zero, four, seven. Yeah. And then on FPO, um, let's see. Oh, did I skip over it? 
yeah, open right women. There. So, um, yeah, so if you pick Jessica Weiss, that would be fine, but then Katrina Allen was four strokes behind her. And on the end. Oh, yeah. No. And look at and then go and then to go plus to 13. Third place is Vegas. 20. Yeah. Is 20 away. Yeah. So that would have been real bad. And then. Uh, so, yeah, it would have been better in that case to have. It would have been Jessica have Weiss one, one and through then, six or yeah. one through five and then first. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I guess one. Three, no. Four first second. Yeah. First yeah. second. So in that case, yeah. it would have been fun. Yeah, that's fun, and I think I, you know I would probably keep leaning that way, especially the bigger PDGA tournaments, that it might be better to just go one through six, yeah, or one through five and like one FPO. Well, I think I, think I don't you know. Can count yeah, you're on, totally right. I'm tripping. I yeah. think you can count on on the top two or three uh, FPO players to stay pretty close to each other. Yeah, when um, when we get the when we get all the big guns out, yeah, yeah, it stays so, closer. I think that's very safe to to go that way. Uh, there, I saw people that picked all, uh, you know, all FPO players, thinking that they could. They well, think know. about if you would have done that winter time, you'd be blasted, right? Because yeah. then even after Fakus, it was another like five strokes. Yep, exactly. Like that's a blow so, up. That's but like sixty. The winter time open, the the FPO field was like eight players. Totally. And on, but I mean, those top three are, yeah, you know, Lisa Fakus. I'm I'm kind of surprised was that far, yeah, out. Yeah, I agree. So we'll we'll see. But it was a lot of fun to do, and so this was for UDIS. They had their their pick six as a sponsored thing, and it fully takes away that like I really love this player and yeah. I want to pick them. I'm talking to you, Julian. Like I'm yeah. gonna pick this MVP player that maybe only people in the Bay Area know, and that's gonna add, you know, 25 strokes. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to do our deer review? I am. All right. It's time for our world-famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing, where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight, we have the MVP Nitro, which is a 13-speed 5-glide, saying minus 0.5 turn and 3-fade, and we are pairing that with Arbor Brewing Company's Batch 1500. This was a crowler sent to us by Michael Morris, and... uh, this is an 8.75% New England India Pale Ale. So nice, hazy New England style IPA and uh, Michigan made. So, um, Why don't you start with the beer and I'll jump in in a second. So this is a, a nice, hazy New England style, as I said before. Uh, strong and the good, very kind of powerful, bitter uh, IBU flavor to it. And then also just a tad dry on the end, but... Taking a, another another sip there, very crisp overall. I think that was my biggest takeaway is that that it doesn't have any of the kind of malty like uh, kind of alcoholy flavor to it, especially for such a, a strong one, eight point seven five percent. Oh wow! It's a, I that eight point five it blows eight seven five. I didn't even think yeah, about so that. Yeah, so it doesn't really that sneaks up on you right away. This is very fresh. The reason we we put this one in here is because one it was sent in a crowler, so. And it had a penned, a sharpied expiration date on on the outside of it, so we felt obligated. I get a little, I get a little boozy heat at yeah, the end, a little bit, but not too bad overall. But no, so. no, and like it's very much at the end, like you don't get any of it um, in the front. Yeah, it's nice, crisp. It's hazy, but it's not like juice haze. Like, no. Uh, no. 
it's probably closer to clear than a lot of the haze that we've had over the last yeah and not not a months. real prominent fruit kind of tropical flavor to it like some of the other ones that you would get no it's very it's piney and it's it's very to the point very crisp right it's like new england but i'm like this is closer to what we're used to here yeah. than what we're getting out mm-hmm. here most of the time i i yeah so fantastic i i really have enjoyed this one it's it's been number one i don't think we could get it again if we wanted to unless no. michael was going to send it to us Every, so. well and i think they they um i think they make it like once a year or something i don't think it's a regular no i batch I, for I them agree. either so, so no it's super nice it's so thankful it's fresh tastes great um you know what i think it is it's that new england ipa like when we've when they first started rolling them out before mm-hmm. the super haze craze before yeah. the juice like it's like the OG. so hot right now it is it is yeah. and the the new england style kind of started that kickoff mm-hmm. um and i feel like this is much closer to the roots of like the 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 new england ipa yeah this is no nonsense going to give you that that bold hoppy flavor um and and with the new england hazy roots to it so that's that's a uh, this is excellent. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And a, a nice fresh pour. There's nothing like a like a, a fresh IPA that was you know came out of the keg, you know, a week ago. So mm-hmm. that's that's excellent. All right, disc time. I disagree with the numbers. I do too. Um I I don't I don't understand well, the thirteen, yes. That this Yeah, is, with the rim the rim like is almost like fourteen speed size. I was thinking the same thing because Number That's why I had you start with the beer because I want to look what MVP said it was. Yeah. And they called it thirteen two. So all right. So I I for whatever reason I had it in my head that the nitro was like a nine speed disc. And Joe put it in my hands and I'm like, what is this? And why did you give this to me? Like this isn't what we're reviewing. And uh and so immediately just kind of was a little bit thrown off by that. And then I threw it and I'm like, holy cow, this is a this is as overstable as just about anything I can remember throwing in that in that speed range. Yeah, you know, short of you know PD twos and, right, right, and, right. and things like that that we know are are extremely overstable. We're not quite talking that that right. level, but I would still, put it like Gladiator, Giant, like yeah, those. Yeah, put it in the category of things that are going to go left for. Put in the category right of Robin doesn't want to touch it anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It's been a while since I've I've said that on a review, but this is way too much disc for me personally. Um, it's it was very overstable. It's got a big rim to it, which I I struggle with to begin with, and it was basically for me. I was able to put it out, and it would start its hyzer process almost right away. So I I wasn't able to get any kind of full flight with it, and and even on bigger hyzers, it kind of dumped off for me. Because I, I, I just think you can you can put a lot of power on this disc and and get good results, but you need power. You, you need a lot. You need a lot of power. Um, and the the minus point five turn, I there's I, if a, you can turn this disc, it's a zero. I, I don't. Granted, you know, looking at the MVP site, um, you know, maybe my armor speed's not what I think it is because also the photon is. Uh, an 11 speed and a minus one yeah which i saw nothing of either yeah. so i guess if we're calling the photon a minus one and this a minus 0.5 like sure I, I feel like we took issue with the photon fo- photon was the last review we 
did, right? Oh, yeah, because we had that yeah. interview show in so, between. Uh, we had the interview show in between. And so, yeah, it, and we took issue with the minus one on that totally. one as well. No, and this is this is more stable. This is this fades harder than the photon. Yeah, for sure. This is more stable. And with the speed, maybe that's what kicks it over to the left harder. But definitely um, a very stable to overstable distance driver. Uh, I had some cool skips with it. Like it, it, did it, skip. it, it, it went left yeah. hard. Like I would almost take that point five and add it to the fade. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had a couple of good skips with it too. But uh, I think the yeah. glide is right. Like it's not a big glidey disc. It definitely no. was like, hey, I'm gonna get out here and I'm gonna go left. Um, it's kind. Of, it's really funny when MVP and Axiom started putting out their big wide rim drivers. Everything was understable, and that was my like my world was like, ugh. I don't really want to throw these. Um, everything that they make high speed is super flippy, and now I've thrown a lot more. Um, obviously, I bag a couple. Um, shoot, I bag three at this point. Uh, the tantrum is thinking about making it into. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Julian. Julian sent we, us a whole bunch of stuff. We threw another disc today that's going to cause some problems. I know. Dude. That's probably going into. Like, I need to figure it out. I think I will say this. Um, the magic may have worn off on the uh, lifted truck yeah which is okay that's good i'm, um, I'm glad you finally came around on that <laughs> until robin throws him he's like damn it <laughs> it's not happening right and you're not gonna switch putter oh wait a minute listen i'm i'm happy with my choice i'm 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 enjoying it even the approaches i like i'm it's it's going well are you approaching with the jawbreaker or just all of them. All, all of, all of. Them. Robin's bag is just going to be six putters in his bag. Yeah, it's fine. And I'm not talking about uh, Novas. No, no. Anyways, um, those things are trash. <laughs> you're I not taking the Nova out, right? What? Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> it's, uh, too many things going on at once. Um, Nitro is beef. Yeah. Um, Phase, I bet can flip him up, but dude's got like 500 plus feet of power. I, I do not. I've got like 4.15 when I really rip. And uh, and I don't know that I had like a full like rip with the Nitro that I felt like I really got into it. But I got real close a lot of times and it was beefy. Yeah. I, and I don't know if I got a full rip into it. But I threw other discs that I got some pretty good rips in with. And so I... I, I it just I couldn't get this disc to go very far. Like I'll put it this way: so the octane, which we'll talk about at another time, that's still something that we're in the works. Um, turns over and is only point five is is a minus one versus this minus point five, and the flight is incredibly different. Maybe we have like a super domed out one that who knows? Maybe. Um, which who know, I feel like we get like the freak discs of everything on, on there have been occasions where people have been like what disc are you sure you threw like we but, well our first strike that we had was stupid overstable yeah. and then and then we reviewed it and then we threw it again later or we got a different one yeah and it like was a turnover out of the hand I was like what did what did we have why yeah. was it like this well we do the best we can we do we do plus but, I think I think that with the other numbers like the three fade 
on here. Three fades a big deal. So like even a disc that's might has a negative turn on that's there. True. Yeah, yeah. When you've got three fade, you have to get that thing up to speed right. or it's going to go left. So I, I think that part of it is that it just has that massive fade number, not a lot of glide, and it's high speed. It it's going to take a powerful high speed throw to make this disc, you know, reach that that flight number. So yeah. yeah. No, I mean it's uh it is a and I guess I'm like looking at MVP site, there is an energy that's supposed to be more stable than the nitro. Oh man. Uh if you can't reach I don't know, four hundred feet, the nitro will be more than enough for you for your overstable Oh yeah. I mean if you yeah. can reach shit, if you can reach four fifty, the nitro will probably still be I'd say so. Stable enough to be your beef disc in your bag. I, I agree. Um, I, I don't see any I mean you would definitely have to be in that that 450 range to to make this disc even hint at straight flight. I would say. Uh, when we come to Portland, Austin, I'll bring the nitro for you to throw, and you can you, you can, can let us, us know. Yeah. So well, I'm I'm sure Faze could tell us too. But oh yeah. Then again, that's not really a great proxy because we we know that he can. Yeah. Oh, he's like, oh, it's my roller. <laughs> no big deal. Oh, that you know, I throw it like forehand when I want to go like 450, 475. Yeah. Yeah, phase is the best. All right. Well, uh, I, for me, the disc is too much. Uh, I love the beer; it's fantastic. I don't know when the next time I'm going to get to drink it is. Maybe next year at the same time. But uh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or if I make a trip out. I to- mean, we'll drink. We'll drink it all the time. Like if you, you know, we'll drink it. Well, if it's here, we'll drink it. Yeah. Period. If but- it's on the course, I'm gonna drink it. I'll drink it. All right. So. Uh, how about you? The disc for me, um, you know, I talked about it earlier with wanting to drop molds down in my bag. Um, I really want to kind of go all in on the Defender being my overstable high speed. Um, and also having like a beat-in one for... Uh, more like distance shots and i have like a sparkle uh like super beef lucid defender that i'm just gonna stick with and it's gonna be a similar flight um similar beef uh i just i don't need to put another mold in my bag right now and uh i've already put so much gyro in that that it's it's not gonna make it in it definitely has a place um, I am stoked for uh, all all y'all gybros. The MVP Axiom world is fantastic. Like they're getting better every day. Um, the it's you know there might be an FPO player that is showing you right now that there's a full lineup and uh, she can step right in and be at the top of her game. And that's something that we're lacking. You know. There was always that overstable mid range that wasn't there. Like now, there are multiple. Yeah. Um, the fairway game is is there. The high speed is all the place. Although there's like now like fifty seven, thirteen, and fourteen speed MVP axiom discs that are all like point two five difference from each other. Yeah. You uh, the the uh, the top end of MVP and axiom for you is just like it's a it's a this is a danger zone. It is, but they're like all basically the same. 
Ah, that's not but true. Also, uh, but also, I just want to put this out. MVP, you're cool. I like this, the solid color, the black rim. Um, and I've heard people talk about not liking Axiom because of all the crazy colors. That's the raddest shit there is. <laughs> My lord, there are beautiful Axiom discs. Um, we'll see where it goes. I'm not going to put the Nitro in. There's just no There's no point. I'm sticking with what I've got. If If I had to go Gyro and I needed something beef, like, no doubt Nitro would happen, but... Uh, that's that's where I stand. Yeah. Well, uh, and beer, we we both love it. So why why don't you give us give us a rating here, Joe? All right. So that's that's two out of four. Um. That is pretty much like the same ratio of Luna putts that stay in. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that's wait. That you're insulting Paul Macbeth, not me, right? I'm not insulting Paul. I'm insulting. I'm insulting the Luna. I feel like if he picked up, if he went to Roaches, those would have stuck. I agree. I'm wondering if that you know we always talk about it, and it could totally be bullshit. It for sure can be bullshit. There's like there's always argument about people who those the, those who some old ass baskets who, too, the, dude. Weird baskets too, like random. Every basket They're was like a different. Mostly disc catchers. Yeah, there was a one. One was just super weird. Like, yeah, I didn't even they're know just what it was. old, old. They're old. old. The chains were beat up. Like, um, but you, we've talked about it. We talked about early, early shows about like why not to putt with premium plastic, and but then there's other people who are like, oh, but you also don't want to putt with soft plastic. Like, it's all speculative. People that putt with premium plastic are serial killers. My basically my point is, although it's this crazy blend or whatever. The Luna is very close to a premium plastic. I don't know. It's it's grippy and and uh, I I wouldn't like what I'm considering by premium plastic. I'm talking like Champion. I know, but or, I'm just saying it's know. it's stiff and rubbery. Like I could see that being. Yeah. Um, I think it's just old baskets and and first tournament jitters. I don't. I'm not ready to to axe the Luna just yet. I don't know. You don't think roaches would have just stayed in? No. No. Then why would you switch putters? Listen, Paul Macbeth can do what he wants. But I know he can, and he's going to be fine. Yeah. Like it's not obviously, it's not going to matter. Um, I, I don't think so. But th- like honestly, too, for his own well-being, I know he wants to like win tournaments and and be the man this year. But Discraft doesn't give a shit <laughs> <laughs> about what, what do you about mean? like if he doesn't. Like end his year in the top ten for some crazy reason. Oh, they're already... not going to be like you're off the team. They're like you've no. made our money back tenfold just by dropping these discs. Like we're cool. Like Discraft has. I don't. They might be the number one player in disc golf right now. They they certainly have that that uh, that um, you know focus on them. Whether they're actually selling more discs than anyone else. Certainly, in this first few months, they have. Oh but, yeah, but yeah. So well, let's hope yeah. that uh, everyone wants this craft because we're yeah. maybe ordering a whole bunch of DGP discs. M- may have ordered some discraft discs, but we'll, we'll get there. And shirts are coming soon. Disc golf podcast shirts. So I, that's all we got for you in this episode of the Disc Golf Podcast. Uh, be sure to check us out. Throw stuff at stuff.com. I'll be dropping uh, 2019 Disc Golf Podcast shirts. 
pretty soon. If you're a Patreon subscriber, you've already had a chance to to get your hands on them. So uh, at least the, the pre-orders of them. Right. And if, if for some reason you're like, wait, what? Uh, if you're not in our Slack group, uh, you should get in. But also I listen s- to the pre-show and we talked about it there too. Yeah, but I I, uh, I sent a post through Patreon. So also that. even if you're, you'll, you'll see it. But uh, check it out, patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast. We do a pre-show recording every single week, and uh, you can get access to that. It's like a second disc golf podcast, a second uh, crazier, um, uh, typically a little bit more lewd. Uh, so for those of you with sensitive ears, you might want to abstain. But uh, overall, it's, it's a good time. Well, we've added another uh, aspect to and We might get a little bit deeper, but th- the main thing is, uh, if you've been listening for a while, or if you haven't, I'm going to say it anyways. For us to play disc golf, we have to drive about 35 to 40 minutes each way uh, to go to our closest disc golf course. So we have started recording our conversations to and from the disc golf course uh, so that we also drop those. And they are just as goofy and silly and um, maybe a little scary because there's driving involved. Yeah. So check that out. Uh, it's a great way to support the podcast. And we appreciate all of you that have already done that. So thank you very much. And uh, also, please review us on iTunes. We always like seeing those uh, five stars and a, and a nice, uh, nice thing up there on Apple Podcasts. So drop a review if you have the time to do so. And uh, in the meantime... Well, one more thing. We didn't talk about Slack. Yeah, we did. We talked about Slack like 50 times. But we didn't tell them about, well, we brought up, we have a Slack group. All right. You can get there by getting the join Slack link on throwstuffatstuff.com. Join our awesome disc golf community. It's it's growing. We're, we're coming close to 500 members in there talking disc golf all the time. So There's check it out. probably a good chance we'll do a giveaway when we hit that 500. We'll think about it. Yeah, if, we'll, if everyone's really nice. Which but, they are. But yeah, so in the meantime, get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to huck it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up. Fucking not run an ace or two Sometimes you got to ease If you wanna put the D's and the B's Sometimes you got to say Hey, I'm gonna throw it softly I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say Hey, I hit some metal And then you say Wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me It's not a trespass But I guess it works for you What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly. And then I'll fucking hook it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm gonna hook.